0: Thank you to everyone who uh, is joining me this morning, and thank you to everyone who will uh, catch this later. Uh, we are in part three of our Women of the Bible series, and today we are looking at Martha and Mary. Uh, Martha and Mary, who were friends with Jesus, and they had a, they had a brother named Lazarus. Uh, so we have these two sisters and their brother who become friends with, uh, Jesus and are there for many of the important things in Jesus's life and ministry. And so we are going to talk about those. Okay. So Mary and Martha, uh, we have three Bible stories that include them and they're three very important Bible studies. Uh, Bible stories. and so uh, we know a little bit first let's before we get into those, let's talk a little bit about the background of, of the three of them that what we know. what we know is that they appear to be wealthy. They appear to be wealthy and they uh, we don't know where their wealth came from. We have no mention of their parents. We don't know if if they're orphans. We don't know if they're uh, you know where they if they inherited wealth or you know what they do for a living. Uh, It appears that Martha seems to be the oldest of the three and appears to be in control of the house. We also know that Mary could afford to buy very expensive perfume called nard, which cost 300 denarii. We'll get into that later. None of them appear to be married, which was unusual in Jewish society for anyone over the age of 20. So they could have just been teenagers. They could have been wealthy teenagers who inherited, you know, their parents died. And so they inherited a house and some wealth. So the first story about Mary and Martha happened in a town near Jericho, which is between Galilee, where Jesus came from, and Jerusalem. Uh, So Jesus visits their house, and while Jesus visits their house, Martha prepares food for the guest, and Mary sat and listened to Jesus. I'm sure you've heard this. uh, I'm sure you've heard this lesson before, but it's from Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. As they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. which is common in families, specifically among, you know, siblings, right? Uh, And so Martha was a doer. She was, she wanted to organize and, and serve, and she wanted to show good hospitality. And, you know, she wanted to make sure that everybody had something to eat and all that stuff. Mary wanted to listen. Mary was interested in learning and new ideas. And, uh, and so she was sitting at Jesus's feet and wanted to hear what he had to say and was the dishes can wait. We can remove all that stuff from the table later. Let's worry about that later. Jesus is only going to be here for a short period of time. Let's listen to hear what he has to say and let's learn as much as we can. So Martha objects to the fact that she had to work while Mary sat and listened. I mean, this sounds like typical sisters, right? And so Martha says, Jesus, would would you tell her to help me? Jesus said to Martha that Mary made the better choice. What Mary was doing was was the better thing to do. Uh, so what's the meaning of this story? So Mary sat and listened. She she assumed the role, which was typically for males, not females, to sit and to listen and to study and to learn, right? The, in that time and in most times, right, until recent, the, it was understood that the uh, the men would sit and have conversations about new ideas. And and so Jesus is like, no, it's important that she sits here and listens. And it's important that she learns about faith and that she learns about what it means to follow Jesus and this is the better this this is the better thing to do. So so we have Martha who's not really asking for help. She's not asking Mary to help. She's kind of demanding that Mary helps her. This is the tradition. This is the way it's supposed to be. That women are supposed to clear the table and that, you know, the men can sit and talk. But Jesus says the traditional role of women is not important. And he encouraged Mary to sit and to listen and to learn. Let her listen and think. Let her come to understand what is happening. Let her come to see who I am and what I'm doing. I think the very important point that Jesus is making here, all people should think and try to understand for themselves what it means to follow Jesus, what it means to believe in Jesus, what it means to have faith in a world like today, to sit and to listen or to sit and to read the Bible and to think to reflect, to say, what do I believe about what just, whatever he just said, whatever was just said, what do I believe about that? Do I believe that's true? And to think what it means for me. Jesus certainly encouraged the idea of service among his followers. It's important that we serve one another. Uh, Martha's role of service was important, but what he said about being a disciple and learning about the ideas he was explaining is even more important. So there's times when the dishes and the other things can wait. It's important that we sit and listen, and think, and try to learn, and try to grow. And I think that's what Jesus is saying here. So now we go to the second story, one that I think most people know, the story where Lazarus dies. John chapter 11, Lazarus dies. Um, So Martha and Mary were in a town called Bethany, which is about three kilometers east of Jerusalem. And Lazarus becomes very ill, so Martha and Mary send a message to Jesus asking him to come. So Jesus receives the message, but put off coming for a few days. He had other important things to do, whatever. In the meantime, Lazarus dies. So the house goes into mourning. Uh, friends and family come to comfort Martha and to mourn for Lazarus. Jesus eventually arrives late. When he c- arrives, Lazarus has already been dead four days. He, is already, he has already been in the tomb four days, which is, which is important because back then they gave... People three days to wake up. They they weren't sure you were dead, so they they put you in the tomb and they gave you three days to wake up. But after the fourth day, they realize you're not waking back up. Medicine wasn't where it is today, and so they wouldn't know for sure if somebody was dead. But after four days, after three days, like well, yeah, he's dead. Martha even says in verse thirty nine that the the stench of the rotting body. So th- there's no doubt that Lazarus is dead, and and so Jesus approaches. Jesus comes. And Lazarus has been dead four days. And Martha goes out to meet him on the road and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know he will rise again in the resurrection of the last day. So Martha understood that her brother Lazarus would rise again with all the righteous on the last day, on the the day of the Lord. Jesus meant, no, Lazarus would rise again right now. Lazarus is coming back to life right now. So Jesus challenged Martha to trust that he was the source of eternal life that he could had the power over death and that he could bring Lazarus back from the dead right now. Jesus is asking Martha to trust him when it seems like from everything we know it was impossible. It was too late. Jesus was too late, Lazarus was too far gone. There's no bringing back somebody from the dead, right? It's just impossible. This is Jesus had an opportunity to come in and to save his friend, and he missed it. It's over. Lazarus is dead. You're too late. I know that he's going to rise from the dead, but right now, you're too late. So after speaking with Jesus, Martha called Mary. Mary ran up to Jesus, weeping in terrible grief, and Jesus was deeply upset by the sight of her pain, and it says, Jesus wept. These were his friends, and they were grieving, and so he wept. He wept with them, Uh, and so then Jesus goes to the tomb. Had the stone taken away from its entrance, prayed, and then loudly called out to Lazarus, and Lazarus appeared alive, still wrapped in the linen strips of cloth used to cover his corpse. So, Jesus calls Lazarus out from the tomb, and he comes out. The conversation that Jesus has with Martha is very important to our understanding of theology that Jesus has the power over death. And so when Jesus says, your brother will rise again, and she says, oh, I know he will rise again on the last day. She says, no, you you don't understand. I am doing a new thing. I have a new power, something that people have never seen before. And I need, I'm asking you to trust. And he says, do you trust me? Do you believe me? And she said, yes, you are the Messiah. And so she says, yes, I believe. I believe. Whatever I believe, whatever you say you can do, you can do. I believe. Uh, very powerful faith, very powerful faith. The same thing, she says the same thing that Peter says, yes, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Peter is given the keys to the early church and becomes the first leader of the church, becomes the, uh, you know, the Pope basically is what we say, uh, that that Peter's faith. But Martha had the same faith. Martha said the same thing. And so, you know, there's uh, there, there's power in that right there, uh, that, that Martha Martha came to an understanding, Martha, you know, it was Mary who was sitting at Jesus' feet listening, but Martha's the one who understood what he was saying, even though she was only catching bits and pieces as she was uh, doing the dishes and all that kind of stuff. So, okay, the third story very important story. Mary anoints Jesus. In the last week of his life, Jesus visited his friends at Bethany again, uh, just prior to going into Jerusalem for the Feast of the Passover, where he's arrested and crucified. Martha, Mary, and Lazarus give give a dinner for Jesus and the people with him. They hear they hear he's in town, you know, and so they're like, oh, come, come over for dinner. Come over for dinner. So John 12 verses 3 through 5. Mary therefore took a pound of expe- expensive ointment made from pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragments, fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, he who was about to betray him, said, Why was this ointment not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? But Jesus knew that Judas wasn't worried about the poor. So verse 7, Jesus said, Leave her alone so that she may keep it for the day of my burial. For the poor you always have with you. But me, you do not always have with you. So it was, um, it was the custom back then that when you had guests arrive, that they would wash their feet, right? Because it was dirty. Their feet were dirty. They wore sandals and they weren't walking on concrete. So their feet were dirty. And so when they'd come over, you would wash their feet. And uh, or you would, you'd have a servant wash their feet. But here, Mary washes Jesus's feet with her hair and 300 denarii, which was basically a year's wages. It's a pretty strange story right? Uh, how would you feel if someone came to you with, you know, a giant jar of perfume or cologne? I mean, that would cause, you know, just a small thing. The small things are a hundred dollars. So a giant one, you know, a $50,000 jar of perfume or cologne and you're sitting there and they, what they just douse it on your feet and then take their hair and start wiping it. That would be, that would be weird, right? That would be weird. Uh, and so, Again, Martha serves dinner while Mary does this, and the the people watching had to think, "Well, this is weird. This is weird." Uh, And so Judas says, "This is why are we being so wasteful?" And so Jesus defends Mary's extravagance. He knew he was going to die, but why be so wasteful? I, you know, so the question: Why did Jesus defend her? Why? Why did Jesus defend this this wastefulness? Did this gift from his friend give him comfort or reassurance as he's entering the last week? Did he understand it as like him being anointed as king? Like in the Old Testament, they're anointed with oil. You know, David was anointed. I don't know. It's really one of those strange stories. Okay, so a couple of main ideas here from from the, the two sisters, Mary and Martha. At the time, the Gospels were being written down, were recorded. You know, this is John wrote this about... Sixty years later, maybe around 100 AD, women—the role of women in the uh, early church—was being discussed, and and you know the questions were asked: Should they be ministers? Should they be allowed to speak in public meetings? Should they, you know, and and so clearly, Jesus supported women as leaders. He insisted that Mary sit and listen, right? That women had a mind of their own; that they should be taught the way that men are taught. And so for John, it was clear that Jesus supported women leaders. Right? Mary and Martha were clearly leaders. They, the fact that Martha came out and said, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. The same thing that Peter said, says that women have the ability to recognize and understand who Jesus is and what Jesus is trying to do. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing, uh, the signs. So in the Gospel of John, John chapter 2, speaks of the, the beginning of the signs, and throughout his gospel, John listed the signs that Jesus did, the signs that prove that Jesus is who he says he was. So, in John chapter 2, Jesus turns water into wine at the wedding of Cana in Galilee, right? We talked about that on Monday when we talked about Mary. In John chapter 4, there's a healing of a royal official son. In John chapter 5, there's a healing at the pool of Bethesda. John chapter 6, Jesus feeds 5,000. John chapter 6, Jesus walks on water. John chapter 9, there's a healing of a man born blind. All signs, right? All signs that say Jesus is who he says he was. But the signs go up in importance in John chapter 11. When Jesus brings Lazarus back from the dead. When Jesus brings Lazarus back from the dead, the religious leaders finally get to the point where they're like, enough is enough. This guy's got to go. This guy has got to go. So John chapter 12, verses 10 and 11. So the chief priest made plans to kill Lazarus as well. For on account of him, many of the Jews were going over to Jesus and believing him. So the signs that Jesus was doing had become a problem because people were hearing about Lazarus, about bringing Lazarus back from the dead. And so many people were starting to believe in Jesus. And so that's when the chief priest said, we have to kill Jesus and we have to kill Lazarus because of the two of them, this is becoming a problem for us. So the signs become a huge problem. And the greatest sign, then, is the death and resurrection of Jesus. So for the Gospel of John, we have all these signs that lead up to the most important sign, which is Jesus himself comes back from the dead. So he doesn't just bring he doesn't just have the power to bring Lazarus back from the dead. He himself comes back from the dead. But Mary prepares Jesus for the cross in anointing him with her hair, and with this perfume. So Mary plays a very important part in Jesus going to the cross. Okay, so for the Gospel of John, John believes these signs provide enough evidence for faith in Jesus as Messiah and God. So for John, faith isn't a blind leap. It's a reasonable step based on strong evidence. And Mary, Martha, and Lazarus play an important part in the two most important signs in the Gospel of John. That is, Jesus... bringing Lazarus back from the dead, and then Jesus rising from the dead, right? Mary anoints Jesus, prepares him for uh, his death on the cross, and, and Jesus comes back from the dead. So, and so these signs then help us to understand, knowing that Jesus has the power to do these signs, and because Jesus has the power to do these things, these signs, then we can believe that Jesus is the Messiah. We can, it's reasonable for us to believe that Jesus is the Messiah. It helps us understand. It helps us understand what Jesus means when Jesus says, I am the Messiah. It helps us understand what Jesus means when he says, I am the Son of God. Believe in me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. What does that mean? Well, let me show you what it means. I have the power over death. I have power over death. I can bring people back to life, like I brought Lazarus, like I brought myself. I can bring people back to life. I can give people Eternal life, so just as Mary sat at the feet of Jesus and wanted to understand, Jesus ha- helps us understand through these signs that Jesus is able to display in the Gospel of John. Mary Martha, and Lazarus are a part of that are a part of that so all right, we will stop there. We will continue tomorrow with uh, part four of our women in the Bible series and thank you for joining us and have a wonderful day take good care of yourselves, protect yourselves, and I am praying for you and hope to see you very soon. God bless each and every one of you.